Hello, everyone. Are you ready for the Screamathon to finally come to an end? Well, I am. But before we do that, I have to mention that I am so sorry for some audio issues in the first part of this podcast. My dumbass self didn't realize that the settings on the microphones weren't set correctly. It's not terrible, but it isn't the best. So please bear with those issues it gets better around the half hour mark and i also have to apologize because every single time i referred to the actor playing danny i said tom cigara which is a entirely different human being than the actual person josh cigara so 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 sorry i incorrectly call him tom cigara this entire podcast um but yeah let before we get started let's uh huge huge thank you to my patreon supporters uh, especially the highest tier which gets you a shout out on every episode so thank you to scott bryan and matthew butterfield for helping me out there but um with that being said let's get started We're not just talking kilt, we're talking splattered movie kilt. Don't ask, don't tell. God, why don't you stop your whining and get on with it? I've heard this shit before! How do you think people become famous anymore? It's an honor. That's why I'm gonna shoot you in the fucking head! Hello, and welcome to the most jam-packed, exciting episode of the Debate of the Dead podcast to date, and probably for a while, not even gonna lie. I have been building up to this episode for weeks. I am so excited. I have been mentally ready for this movie for years. (laughs) So today's, yes, today, today's the day. We are, of course, finishing the Screamathon by talking about Scream 6, released March 10th, 2023. So, as I've kind of alluded to in the past, this episode is going to be jam-packed. We're going to have a lot uh, going on. So, let me start off, first of all, by introducing my lovely guest. His name is Daniel. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good. How are you today? I am so great, overwhelmed, shitting on the carpet, crying, pissing everywhere, the whole, the whole emotional works. Um, It's a very exciting day uh, in these pressing times. Yeah, Uh, yeah. So what, uh, what Daniel and I are going to do is we are going to, right now at the time of recording, like as I'm speaking to you, it is March 9th. It's like almost noon. We are seeing the movie in five hours today, five and a half hours hours away from seeing the movie. So what we are going to do is give you our predictions. We've seen the various trailers, the TV spots. We know the information we know about the movie going in. So we're going to hit you with our predictions. This, this 20, 30, first 20, 30 minutes of the episode might age incredibly well, or it might age like <laughs> garbage. It's going to be a little experiment. We'll a hours. Exactly. We're going to see. We're going to see. Um, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to wait until one. I wanted to wait until right before the movie because we we literally know every bit of information oh, we can. Um, the killer reveal leaked. I did not see it. I got, I literally left the internet after that happened because I was like, if that happened, I'm gonna hurt some feelings, including my own, if I see that if if I get spoiled like that. So I there's there's plenty I don't know about the movie still, and then there's some stuff I do know. But I, luckily, I don't think I know any major spoilers. Thank fucking god 
Uh, so we're going to hit you with our predictions and then we're going to go see the movie, come back and we are going to just rave all about it. Like we are, as soon as we walk in the door, I am, we are just going to, we are talking about Scream 6 today, honey. So if you haven't seen the movie, you, you're totally cool to listen to this first section of uh, predictions. But then when, after that, maybe, maybe wait until you've seen the film. So, and don't worry, I'll, I'll add all kinds of little indicators that let you know. Okay, it's spoiler time, so don't have to worry about that. But uh, yeah, and then after I see the movie a couple more times throughout the weekend, I will record some, some final, more construed thoughts. So this is going to be a jam-packed episode. you got a lot to look forward to uh, when listening. And especially, uh, so... Oh my god, I can't believe Scream 6 is happening. Anyway, okay, let's get let's get into it. So before we start actually talking about our predictions, I so I I showed you the franchise. You didn't know anything about it before, right? Yeah, no, I am not very much into horror. Like I just haven't really watched anything. Yeah. Um I, I saw the Halloween movie last year. Okay. Um, but other than that, Scream has been the only franchise I've seen just because you've shown it to me. Yeah. And it's been it's been beyond amazing. Okay, yeah. Tell me tell me a little bit about your experience with the with the franchise then. Well, because I I was there for all of it. (laughs) I didn't know anything about it. Like, I didn't even know that Ghostface was the character's name. I was just like, oh, it's the guy from Scream. Which I am obsessed with because it is so rare. The first Scream is over 25 years old. So to find people in 2023 who would just somehow have never... Like, it's not a bad thing by any means. But just the the fact that you've never collided or interact... Like, you just... Even through pop pop culture, like, a lot of people know Billy Loomis is the killer just because... like Billy, billions do. I've never seen or heard the name Sidney Prescott before. Outstanding. Um, yeah. Oh my God, Sidney. Oh. Anyway. Um, yeah, he was really like a blank slate that I just immediately corrupted. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so great because most of the time with spoilers, like I just know things are gonna happen. But with this, I had no idea it was gonna happen, and I was literally clutching my pearls all the time. Um, yeah, so <laughs> much clutching of the pearls in this franchise. Oh, and uh, Courtney Cox, sorry, your hair. Um, but we're not gonna talk about that. Oh, her hair in Scream 3 has been yeah, a contention it, point for 22 it, years or whatever. As, as soon as I saw it, I was in pain. Most people are like that. Stuff. But luckily it's fixed. It's been fixed for like three movies. We're good. We're good. Okay. Yeah, but seeing the movie. Yeah, I'm really glad you introduced me to all of them. And I'm so excited for today because it's your first time too. I, exactly. All the movies that I've seen, like you've seen my reaction. Right. But this time you're not going to know anything either. I know. And that's and see, that's why I like showing people the Scream franchise so much because I have I literally rewatch these movies weekly, y'all. Like, I have seen the first five Scream movies so many goddamn times. And I I get, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm obviously still getting much pleasure and enjoyment from that. But you can only experience the movies once. So when I show them to other people, it's like I get to, like, vicariously live through them and, and their reactions. Like, it reminds me of, like, when I saw these movies for the first time. And it's always cool seeing everybody's different, like, thought process. And it's like it's almost like a little game showing these movies to people because you get to see how they interpret who the killers might be, how they interpret the story, what characters are their favorite, like who, who, how they, how, how their thought process works for deducing who the killer or killers might be. All of it, all of it. I also like to say, I feel like I'm very expressive when it comes to my reactions. Which is golden. <laughs> That's my favorite. I, need, I live off of it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to hold back at all. Um, I'm an energy, a scream energy succubus. I just feed off of it. It's so good. I'm so excited. But also what I really like is... I don't know because Scream does this a lot, but it talks about like the meta. Of, Absolutely, of, of the Scream movies. It, I'm not going to say it too. invented the meta, but it is before Scream. 
movies were not being self-referential like that often. And I also like because screen references other scary movies so much. Exactly. I don't know anything about that. It seems like it's just a fun little tidbit. Uh, Absolutely. I, I feel like none of the other uh, horror movies, you know, would do anything like that. No, that is one of the things that makes Scream such a valuable franchise because if you were to go and binge like all of the Halloween movies right now, you don't need to. But I'm just saying if you do... <laughs> And then you come back and watch Scream, you're going to get so much more shit. Even even like non-verbal references, you'll you'll just... Like just like the tongue-in-cheek thing. Exactly. And that goes for so many different horror franchises, not just Halloween. So, so we, when I eventually rewatch all of these, like I will. Yeah. If I see more horror movies, you know... Definitely, oh, definitely. That's a, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah. So what, uh, going through like the first five, the original, original five movies, what was your kind of like thinking? Do you have one that you like more than the other? Is there one you disliked? Is there one you maybe like have a special attachment with? Cause you're like, oh, I know this actor or I, I guess the killer, right? Or this person died when I thought like anything like that. Any, any notable sticky notes that, uh, of personal Okay. Attachment um, to the I franchise. I might also be able to tell you like a specific movie. That that's okay. Watched. Yeah, that's um, okay. But uh, I think it was the the fourth or fifth, the one where this is uh, the third one actually. The third, okay. The movie. Yeah. Um, and then the actress that plays Courtney Cox, uh, the Gail Weathers, the actress that plays Gail Weathers. Oh, oh, oh! You're talking about Jennifer Jolie. Yeah, Parker Posey as Jennifer Jolie. Yeah, with um, Gail Weathers the whole time, just every scene that they were together. Yep. Um, that holds a special place in my heart. Um, I definitely have to say it's beautiful. Their their relationship is amazing, and you know what? I, he, uh, this good segue. First prediction of Scream Six. This is more of a want than a prediction, but there is literally nothing stopping them from showing old stab footage with her in it. Give us Parker Posey as Jennifer Jolie. Like they could easily be watching like Stab Two in the background. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> Parker Posey as Jennifer Jolie with Gail's like red streaks and oh on the TV and stab too. So I, it's more of a want than a prediction. But if I were like doing a bingo card, oh, we should have done that. Uh, oh, predictions. Yeah, I would be like cameo Jennifer Jolie cameo as in in stab like on the TV or something. But yeah, their relationship is beautiful. We love we a legend died in Scream Three. <laughs> it's truly but also that one because that was the only one that has one killer all the other ones yes have two killers. correct which is why i am so let's okay oh, this is a good place to start because you know Ghostface is is scream at this point so it's a good so let's start with the killers any any predictions you have surrounding the killers my first one i think there are going to be four killers four killers four killers because i think like you said two's two's been done to death it's tired it's got to go. We can't do two killers again. I'd be shocked if they did two killers again. The only way they could do two killers again if it was two female, because that hasn't happened yet. We've had a male and a female and two men, but we've never had two women. But still, I think one is a little too underwhelming if it's all just one person. That would be... Yeah, at this point. At this point. It worked in Scream 3. I'm actually... I'm very happy about it with Roman in Scream 3. It's not enough of a spectacle. It's but, not enough of a spectacle. But because it is... Uh, Halloween time because there's gonna be so many. Yes. Like, yes. Theoretically, it could just be one person and Ex- they just played the confusion. True. True. Um, yeah. And so I think I think three killers is a little too like we did two. Expected. Yeah. Yeah. It's like okay, we did two. What's the next? What's the next natural step in a innovative psycho slasher? And it's two, three killers. So I think three might be a little too expected, but also it's like 
I'm not saying there can't be three killers in this movie. There very well could be. It's probably going to be three. That's like probably the more realistic answer. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But I think four because it's like, so I think a ghost face will die in the opening because we've so, never had an opening kill that was ghost face. Like a ghost face kill gone wrong? Ghost face kill gone wrong. I, I actually wonder if this opening, if the scene with Gail from it's the trailer, be, yeah, yeah. I think that could be the opening scene yeah, and like, Gail gets the upper hand and shoots him in the fucking head. I, I've taken judo classes. I've taken yes. Like, I am ready for you. Because also, this is New York City. Who's to say somebody didn't just grab the ghost face mask because Stab is so huge in universe now and go rob a bank. And like the ghost face mask is just what they chose instead of like a ski mask. So even even if a ghost face dies in the opening, it doesn't necessarily need to be like the ghost ghost face, if that makes sense. Because then we know it's going to be like, for the poster, we have the main cast or all of the main people. Yeah. Because we know ghost face is going to be coming from them. Right, right. if you have three from them, you could have the fourth one just be some random Just some random fucking dude. Exactly, exactly. So that way, down the line, people can be like, technically, there were four. It's more likely there's going to be three. It definitely makes sense that there's three. Um, I think we uh, we talked about a little bit before this, but Mm -hmm. we talked about like having like the two or two or three being like the like the grunts or like the other ones. Exactly. Like the one main like point. Mastermind of it all. Yeah, the puppet master. Know if they're the mastermind or not. Right, um, right, right. So I think, yeah, in the end, two, two ghost faces will reveal either by action or taking off the mask. Oh, I hope we get it taking off the mask. That's my I, favorite kind I, of reveal. I want, I, want a, I want a mask ripped off. That's I, what I mean. Like okay, I need a mask. Okay, yeah, I need yeah. a mask taken or off the like face. Scooby-Doo reveal. Yes. Oh, <gasps> We have not gotten one of those. Usually the killers reveal themselves. We've never gotten, like, a killer. Who, who had the mask ripped off? Didn't that happen before? They've only ever taken it off themselves. Oh, They've never had it, like, ripped off against their... Oh, okay, yeah. that has to happen, man. I think that could happen in this movie, what, for sure. What if a ghost face rips off another ghost face mask? Oh my god, if we get, I didn't even fathom a ghost face, like, in costume on ghost face fight in this like, movie, like, and like, if that I, happens, I'm gonna shit myself. Betrayal, but they're still in, in... But they're in costume still. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even think okay, about so, that. So it's actually going to be Sam and Tamara are actually both Ghostface, but they don't know if the other one's Ghostface. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, this sister like sister. Sister like sister. Oh, I'm so excited for Kirby to come back, though. Let's talk about Kirby. What do we What do we think is going to happen with Kirby in this movie? Well, I, I recently found out from you that she's a detective. Yes, that's all I know. Literally, all I know about Kirby in this movie is that she's a detective. And, she's a, and I'm pretty sure she's a real detective. I don't bad, think it's like a Halloween bad, thing. She better. Yeah. Cause, well, because the thing that's been fucking with me is in the trailer, she has a line where she says, I've been investigating ghost face attacks. And I'm like, what? Oh, like a string of things. Ex- well, that's what I mean. What does that mean? Because there was her, ta- her attack in 2011, and then there was the events of Scream 5. Scream 5 was what year? 2022. In, in Universe 2? I think so. Okay. It might be set in 2021. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's either 2021 or 22. So... There's only really been that one attack, so does that mean there's been other Ghostface attacks that didn't get movies made well, about because, them? Because it's such a popular thing in universe, it could have just been like people like pulling one-offs and they haven't been become big because it hasn't been Right, big. right. So I'm very curious to I, I'm she like dying to know what Kirby Ghostface uh impersonators. Right. So I'm like, what the fuck is Kirby doing here? Just Kirby's got a gun. I'm that's... Kirby does have a gun. She has an issued you know, if, pistol. If she, if she has a chance to shoot at Ghostface and she does not shoot them in the head. I'm going to be so... Oh, my God. Because that was, like, one of Judy's last lines. Got to shoot him in the head. Well, because in Scream 3, that's what, like, as he's, like, shooting Roman to death, and he's got the bulletproof vest, and he... Doesn't work. Yeah, he's, like, shooting him, and Sydney's sitting there, like, in the head! Dewey, shoot him in the head! And then he does his little, like... 
gets him, and that's how he kills Roman. Yeah. So that was that was a lovely Scream Three callback in, has, in Five. Has Gale killed anyone? Gale has killed. Because was it in the movie theater? She technically Florida? killed. Well. She technically killed Mickey because she, Mickey, Mickey, like, had his little, like, be careful, they always come back. And both her and Sydney just lit him the fuck up (laughs) with bullets. So they both kind of killed. It was a combined effort for killing Mickey. But let's talk about Gail for a second because Gail, Gail, y'all, I'm begging you to see her for the final girl. She really is. Because if you come up to me talking about Gail is a side character or not a final girl please evacuate and evaporate from the situation no, she, because she is the final girl of the season yeah she is like the main character kind of of the series at this point because we're not, basically we're not have sydney in this movie she has literally been in more screen movies than sydney has yeah. at this point Sid, courtney cox has made horror and just pretty much well yeah no definitely horror horror movie history by being the first character to play the same the same first actor to play the same character six consecutive times in a franchise no other laurie strode as uh i'm sorry jamie lee curtis has played laurie lee jesus christ too many names going on right now in halloween right yes laurie strode has been played by jamie lee curtis i think let's see one two the new trilogy is three movies and then h2o and technically resurrection so she's played laurie strode six times as well but that was over the course of various sequels various timelines no two iterations are the same pretty much because they're so different courtney cox gail weathers one developing character arc it's It's outstanding same person and let's not discount how much of a hand she's had in the franchise she has helped solve Every investigation, yeah. including five, but to I mean, an extent, to an extent. It is kind of her fault that stab became a, a thing. Some a people do blame her. I mean, somebody was going to write a book about it. I, yeah, I don't blame her for that. But yeah, she's been instrumental in all of it. Instrumental. And the damage, Gail has been stabbed in the shoulder. Shot. I People forget that Gail Weathers has been shot Wait, when, when with shot? a bullet from a gun twice she can you imagine this woman has been shot wait twice same time she was shot in scream 2 she gets shot in the ribs and then uh falls like into the orchestra pit of the stage and then in scream 5 she gets shot in the exact same place like right in the side of the stomach uh sydney has never been shot sydney has been stabbed she's been stabbed three times i think she was stabbed you think she gets stabbed more? She was stabbed once in Scream Five, once in Scream No, twice in Scream Four. She was stabbed. I don't think she was stabbed in Scream Three. Okay. She got shot with a bullet while wearing a bulletproof vest. So, do you think this is a side note? She didn't get stabbed in two. Do you think they're gonna have any blatant Wednesday references? There's gotta probably be at least okay. one because Jenna Ortega is so famous at this point, especially for Wednesday. Because of Wednesday, I don't think she's well, not because of that, because I don't think she's gonna be Ghostface. Yeah, I would yeah. be surprised if she's uh, Ghostface. She's but I feel like she is gonna have some you know cool moments, obviously. Definitely. But I feel like Sam has a decent likelihood of being Ghostface. A lot of people think it could be Sam. She um, might she might turn kill kill. But it also could theoretically be Kirby. Like I'm thinking like I know twist. That would I exactly you're like thinking how could it how could it be if they bring Killy Kelly Kirby back to be a killer that would be insane. But I also I I want there to be a killer that gets away. 
that is something they've never done before, and that could very well happen this movie. Three killers, for example, like Kirby was on pulling strings, for example, but the other two are the ones that get caught and stuff, so they only think they're two. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this is a perfect lineup for the next one, especially if Courtney Cox um, doesn't die, because <sighs> she's going to pull a Kirby. Do we think Gail is going to die? Yes or no? Lock it in. We, we got we to gotta come back to this and be like, we were either right or wrong. I feel like their best, op- their best opinion is to leave it open, because that would just like time to the next movie really well. Kind of like what they did with Kirby, where she you still see her moving, yeah. so it's never confirmed, but it's like because, pretty much confirmed. Because then people would be upset like just enough, mm-hmm. but, like where they'd be able to wait for it. Yeah, but I, I would be fine with her dying. I think Courtney Cox. I don't know her relationship with Scream, but I yeah. feel like if I was her, I'd be like, okay, I'm done at this point. She. Likes them. I I think she likes them more than Nev Campbell likes them. She's an executive producer. She is an executive producer for Scream Six. She has an EP credit. She is going to be raking in them checks, honey. Good for her. Get that cash, girl. Um, she she's complicated because I know there was a point back in like Scream Three era. Mind you, this is twenty years ago, so nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, where she was like she was like begging Wes Craven to kill her off because she wanted to be done with it. But it was a different time. The wine scenes were producing. The set was chaotic. Scripts were changing. It's not like that nowadays. So, so is there anyone that you uh, want to come out as gay or anything in this movie? <laughs> I, radio silence. I am begging you, make Chad gay in Scream Six. This is not a prediction. This is only a selfish yeah. want. Let's, I just want this picture and what you're talking about. You think Ethan? You're pretty sure Ethan is. Liv was experimental. He's a high schooler. I was fucking women in high school too and look at me I'm the faggiest fag there is I'm a drag queen so yeah so yeah I'm a queen so you never know make Chad gay and scream oh my god make him do drag make (gasps) please radio silence if you're listening please hire me as the first drag queen in a scream movie I will gladly get killed by Ghostface I want Ghostface to treat me like Liv Morgan treated uh, or Chucky treated Liv Morgan in Chucky season 2 I please I'm right here I am right here Oh my god, this is so beautiful. The way I'm dying to be in Scream 7, literally. Did you say that um, you think detective, or you think Bailey's a detective? Um, I think, yes, Dermot Mulroney is a detective. I'm not really sh- So he might be, he's got to be working with Kirby. He's got, say, Kirby, they've got to be like partners. What if Kirby, do you think she's a detective or do you think she could be like a PI? Like private Oh, private. that's true. Like, she could be. Have like, you know, license to carry. Stuff. Yeah. Because she's wearing a fucking. Like a leather jacket, jacket and like leggings. Black, yeah, yeah. Like turtleneck. Like, it doesn't seem... I mean, she could just be, like, a detective. True. I don't know. Well, because my initial thought was... Because we outside of her belt, so it looks like it's, like, obvious. Yeah. Because we knew... Well, we knew Scream uh, 6 takes place in New York City around Halloween. Uh, So I thought, at first, maybe she was just, like... That was just what she went at, her costume. But based on all the footage we've seen so far, I think, no, I think she's, like, legit. Some kind of law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is, does Courtney Co- or does Gail Weathers live in New York at this point? She lived in New York even in Scream 5. Oh, okay. So she's, uh, so, uh, oh. she's definitely... Well, it's her roommate. Here's the her, thing about... Her, her, yeah. Her neighbor is the killer. Here's the thing about Gail in Scream 5. In Scream 6, sorry. So, in Scream 5, in the last couple lines, she specifically says, essentially... That she's not going to write. She's going to write another book, but it's not going to be about the events of Scream 5. It's going to be about Dewey. But I'm starting to now think that she did end up writing a book about what happened in Scream 5 anyway. Or the book about Dewey just has it in it. And Dewey just possible. Yes, because here's my evidence, folks. When I went to the Scream 6 experience in Santa Monica, it was so much fun. They used me in their promo. I live, I've forever been immortalized in the same 
universe vicinity as Scream. I love it. I can't. I, anyway, it doesn't matter. But point is, um, I went to the Scream 6 experience and there was a book. There was all these books from the from this. There was Out of Darkness. There was uh, The Woodsboro Murders, the original by Gail Weathers. There was like all of her in-between books. And then there was one called like Requel, Return to Woodsboro or something like that. And I'm like, uh-oh, did she write a book? And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, that kind of makes sense why we're in New York and why why Ghostface is after her and like how Sam and uh, Tara get involved because then they would totally be like the new Sydney. Now they're the the new characters in the book or whatever. So I'm I'm really starting to think Gail wrote a book. Okay, it's it's called. I just looked at the picture I took from the experience. It's called Requel: Terror Returns to Woodsboro. Oh. That's giving. She wrote a book about Scream Five. <laughs> Do which movie is does one of the movies start with uh, the book signing? That's four. That's four. Okay. That's Scream Four. Because I feel like they could be doing something similar in this one, uh, starting with. They could, except it's Gail's book tour or whatever now. Yeah. Wow. And I think the girls show up sort of like Sydney did. Yeah. Bitch. What did you do? Oh my god! And here's the thing: if Gail. I, if you would have asked me months ago, I would have been like, no, Gail is unkillable. If there's three people guaranteed to get out of this movie, it is Sam, Tara, and Kirby. They're, or I'm sorry, Sam, Tara, and Gail. They're all three living no matter what Wait, happens. Live? I think Sam is living no matter okay, what. Okay. I, I think, I don't think she'll be a ghost face. Uh, I think Sam is going to definitely live. And, but Gail, I was like, no, she's unkillable. But like the last like month or two, I'm like, I don't know, man. They could totally kill Gail. And like, I, the way I could be less than five hours away from watching Gail weathers die and not even realize right now yeah it's just uh the two sisters it's tara tara and sam one yep. of them needs to survive i think i think they both will yeah because i think all they need technically for like yes i think uh i've talked about it before on the podcast i think the two of them collectively as like a sisterly trauma bonded unit oh my god the trauma the trauma so much uh i think i think as a unit the two of them sam and tara carpenter make up the role of the final girl that will essentially for lack of a better term replace sydney going I forward I, I will make this prediction now i do not think both of them are going to make it that it could they could one of them could die a lot of people think jenna ortega is going to die because of wednesday because she's too famous so she okay. wants she's got to go do other projects what if she's just the opening kill like right off the bat what if she just dies i would be shook shocked and scathed i don't they, think so they, because they, of how much dialogue she has subway scene right she's just going to be on the ground she's just dead end. she's dead off screen yeah <laughs> that'd be insane um, oh my god, there's just there's so much that's gonna happen Wait, in this so, movie. Yeah, uh Jason, Annika, and um Danny and Ethan, where do they come from? I have no fucking idea. I haven't been following enough. I have no idea. Because it's possible it's possible Yeah, Mindy and Chad we know. I think one of them is Mindy's new girlfriend. I don't know who, but one of them. And then I think Tom Segura, who plays what is it, Danny? Danny. I think he is Sam's boyfriend, potentially. Oh, oh, we don't like boyfriends. My only we don't like boyfriends in the Scream franchise. The only uh, inkling I have of that is in that first subway teaser that was only like 60 seconds that they released a couple months ago. They're standing next to each other in a way that maybe implies they could be together, you know? Like friends from school. Could be friends from school. I don't know. That's do just my... Do you know why... Uh, um, do Terrence and Sam live in New York? I don't know. I think okay. I think they go to college and I think their so college is in New York. The college okay. is called Blackmore University. Okay, so they could just be university students and they're just a friend. I think all four of them went to the same college. That's what I'm gathering. So, or well, three because 
Sam's older, so she probably just moved to New York to be with Tara. Well, Tara's in college, and Sam is older than college. Yes. Unless she also just was like, I'm going back to school. But, but I don't think so. Um, Quinn. I don't know who this Quinn bitch is. She's the redhead, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't she's know. Just, who, just sitting there vibing. No idea what her role is in the story. Um, and Laura. You tell, you tell me who Laura was. <gasps> Let's back. Okay. Before we wrap things up with the predictions, because we pretty much said, you know, the most of it. What we think. The big the big hitters. Who the What the fuck is Samara Weaving doing in this movie? I am dying to know. I am obsessed with Samara Weaving, as most horror fans are. She's a huge up-and-coming star. Well, She's she's been around. (laughs) She's been around for like relevantly around for the past like five, six, seven years ish. And so she's she's been in a couple great movies. She was in both uh, movies called The Babysitter, the Netflix movies, really great. She was in a movie called Mayhem. She was just in Babylon, uh, which was funny as fuck. Her role. Uh, That uh, what else has she been in? Off the top of my head, she has been in. She's in. um, some kind of period piece movie that either came out last year or comes out oh, this year. Is it Bridget? Oh, oh I have no idea. Things up. I don't know these people at all. But she played like the love interest of of a prominent character. But uh, she's just popping. She's a great, mm. great actress. Like phenomenal. Her scream is like so iconic. Oh, that's uh, I'm an she, idiot. She, she does Wilhelm scream. Yes, she <laughs> is Wilhelm. Uh, no, uh, she um, ready or not. 2019 heard of that movie at all maybe it's got like a bride in a in a shotgun vest and she's holding a shotgun it's a very it's very like hide and seek goes deadly and she's in that movie and it's very great and it's actually the people who directed that movie uh and made that movie are the people who are making scream six and made scream five as well so that's why i'm like they've got a relationship with samara so i'm like what is the tea with this character is she i think she's opening kill because it really? just, I can't think of anything else. She, I, I don't know what the fuck she's doing there. You mentioned the per, like before the placement that she has on the poster. She's like off to the yeah. side on her own she's little like tier. If you, if anyone listening saw the guess, um, if anyone saw the guess who promo that Scream Six put out uh, a couple of weeks ago, she was also just the one character that was like slightly off to the side, and everybody else was in like a neat little structured square. But, but I'm telling you, that's just doing it for they're doing it for publicity. Yeah, they're trying to make like, people think. Kind of Thrown off, but she's actually going to be like the one person that doesn't do anything bad. She's just like, An- oh my god, I don't know what's going on. Another absolutely crazed thing that is in the vein of what you're talking about is they. Sorry. Maybe they released a uh, promo a pretty while. Like it was one of the first promo pieces up for this movie. And it was a uh, like subway map. And each you saw that and each one had had all the kills that exactly. And so people are freaking were freaking the fuck out because on Stu Mocker from the first movie, the first (laughs) Billy's accomplice, his little dot is like ever so slightly pinker than all the rest whereas all the other dots on the entire map are white so stews is a little pinker oh my so i simply had to mention this because people flipped out they were like Stu is alive they think it's a sign that he's alive Stu is dead Get over yourself. This is not a safe space they for Stu Truthers, okay? <laughs> Walt Disney, they just, they got his head. Yes. He's crouching if he's frozen. Yeah, that's a theory I'm not even, like, entertaining. But, um, oh my god. Subways. 
I'm, I'm excited to see how they use these subway. Well, yeah. you were saying earlier that you to say what yeah, you're so, about how they know. Because I mean, even just like the subway here in LA, like it's confusing. And I I've been to New York like one time. Yep. But same. Like twice there, when I was younger. Like, if you if you're gonna like follow people and do all that stuff, you're gonna need a, some detailed knowledge about how the subway works. So yeah. I guess that one of the killers or someone associated with the killers is gonna be like very well versed. So like either lives there. Probably a native or, or something. Uh, something because if they use that at all. At least, if they want to make it, you know, like, realistic, I feel like. Yeah. But it's going to be very exciting. I'm so excited. Oh, okay. I, I'm what? also excited for the empty hospital scene I was telling you earlier. Yeah, I have four, four had one, five had one. <laughs> Will there be an empty NYC hospital? I do not know. I, I kind of hope not. An empty recording studio they're going to go into. Um, what do you think the deal is with this aged mask? It's got to be the only thing I can think well, of. It has to be Billy's mask. No, like it has to be the yeah, original it one. Showed us that there's the shrine. The shrine. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about the shrine. <laughs> so the shrine. I don't know. You were talking about specifics of the location and all that stuff, but because of that, so then someone has access to that, and that's probably where the mask came. Right. I am dying to know what is going on with the shrine, y'all. Like, is it stab props? Is it actual ki- like memorabilia from the real kill? Because there's so much shit. I, I'm leaning towards real shit because there was like like Jill's shirt from Scream Four was in there. Like who? Oh, it's the There's someone's voice that was talking about it. We don't like who know who that is. I'm I am I am shaking, quaking, and e- itching to my core. Yeah, there is oozes coming out all over. Literally. It's oh I am I I I uh I told Daniel I was like in the theater, prepare your thigh and arm because anytime I get even remotely shocked or spooked, I'm gonna grab and be like, ah <laughs> I, I'm going to do the same. Yes, yes, as you should, as you should. Yeah, I'm Maria. This is gonna be difficult to, to contain myself. You can only see a scream movie once, baby. And this is my moment to react. It's gonna make a scream. Oh yes. So I am Ooh, I'm so excited. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any other like last minute wild card predictions. Oh, oh, oh. I do think there is one character who I would be shocked if they lived. I think the one character who I am I am definitely like going into this movie thinking is gonna die. I think Mindy's fucking toast, yo. Oh, I think oh, Mindy's yeah. dead. Mindy well, is a goner. It was, it, was it the second movie or the third one where they killed the guy that made the predictions? That would be Randy in Scream 2. Scream 2. And, and this, th- is- this is like the second... Well, even Scream 1 came out in 1996. Scream 2 came out in 1997, just under a year later. Yeah, so this Scream, is Scream 2 this, kind of, of this Exactly. So it's not. Oh, my God. You get it. You get it. When, when, yeah, when she when she makes has the monologue, she might even say, and I might die this one. Yes. That would be really cool if she calls her own that would be That would be a good Scream 3 throwback. Yeah. Uh, callback. Oh, my God. Okay. So and we. she's going to say, no, you can't kill me. I'm gay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which I called when he said, when he said that. You did. You were like, dead. I'm like, oh, they're both going to be good. Or at least he was. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's going to be great. Okay. Yeah. I can see you're dying. I, I think Mindy's toast. Yeah. I want someone to die under a train. I want, or I want someone to get thrown into one of the subway trains. I just thought about What if that. that's like how they get saved because Ghostface can't exactly go stab them while there's just a train going underneath above their tracks. That's you know? true. That's true. So. You don't know anything. Because we, we know that one scene of uh, uh, the ladder. The ladder. Oh, this ladder scene looks intense. Some shit's going to go on with that ladder. And I I don't fucking know. It's giving. Oh, my God. I tweeted a long time ago when the trailer first dropped. I tweeted. uh, There's a movie from 2014 called Nerve. Oh, my God. Okay, this is going to be the biggest. This is the biggest prediction I have for the for the whole movie. And I can't believe I forgot. So this is this is how we end it. But anyway, yeah, there's no ghost face. It was all incidental. Um, There was a. A movie called Nerve from 2014, and it had Emma Roberts in it, and who was the killer in Scream 4, uh, Jill, the girl who played Jill. And I 
there's a scene in that movie where they do a ladder moment like that where they put a ladder between two skyscrapers and she has to crawl across it and i put it on the internet like a screenshot of emma roberts in this like sparkly green dress crawling across that ladder and i was like y'all scream six looks so good (laughs) so funny magical oh yeah because you know someone's not gonna have a good time there yes okay so here's the biggest prediction ready y'all on the official cast list for this movie there is someone listed as secret cameo the plethora of people that could be and the way is it joel is it dewey in a flashback is it is it sydney it's not sydney please leave that woman alone if is it is it i would love it for it to be sydney because we we love nev campbell but yeah true 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 but i i do not think nev campbell is in this movie i think the press and everything is real and we gotta just leave that woman alone uh yeah he's only in five movies yeah technically he'd be in all six yeah yeah um you want to know who i think it is folks i've been advocating it all screamathon i have been thinking this for so long it's jill it's emma roberts i am convinced she's in this movie jill the killer in scream 4 the crazy unhinged one who was like throwing herself into glass tables wait wait but she died she did die i don't think she's alive but kirby's in this movie i think she is going to come back in some sort of nightmare or flashback scene something haunting kirby like that because here's my evidence uh during principal photography whenever that was i think it was like june of 2022 in vancouver where they shot this emma roberts was spotted 20 minutes outside of vancouver in canada during principal photography and i was like fucking interesting (laughs) there of all places on the day the scream six trailer dropped she posted a picture of herself in new york on instagram and said hello new york Interesting. The evidence is piling up. The evidence is piling up. There's also a very like famous interview. Well, not very famous, like famous for her, uh, where she was. I don't remember exactly who the interviewer was and everything, but the interviewer asked her uh, what franchise, something along the lines of like, what would you want to go back to? Like an old project you want to go back to? And she said, Scream. She was like, I feel like I wasn't done with Scream. And then, uh, of course, there's the microscopic twitch from Scream 4 that I mentioned in that episode, but that's more of just like a fun trivia. Uh, Basically, in Scream 4, the very ending shot of the movie is her dead on the ground, and the editor, uh, Patrick Lussier, caught uh, uh, her doing like a little microscopic twitch, and he went ahead and removed it. And when he showed Wes Craven the dailies, he was like, oh, I, I, I caught her twitching, so I removed that. And Wes Craven was like, no, put it back in. You never know. Oh, no. <laughs> if they pulled a Kirby with her, though, that'd be insane. That bitch got stabbed in the shoulder, shot in the throat, and electrocuted in the head with shock paddles at the highest. But so many people taken so much. That is true. Tara was stabbed seven times. It would be kind it would be pretty rambunctious if they said she was alive, but I, I guess it wouldn't be the, it wouldn't be as bad as like if they tried to say Stu or something was alive. Yeah. Actually, I think it might be worse. (laughs) The pink dot. Yeah, who knows? So when I tell you the way I will attack this microphone verbally, if I get to sit back in this chair in a couple hours and go, I told y'all she was in the fucking movie. So I don't know what's going to happen. Scream 6 is... It starts off really loud and unintelligible. That'll be why. Oh my God. I'm sure it's going to start that way anyway. For just all the gags we have in store. We'll be holding them back. But yeah, that's that's our predictions, uh, right? So 
that uh do you have any more you want to say before we, we wrap oh, up I yeah i think we got covered all the main main things so that's that's our basic predictions for scream six uh if you if you've seen the movie keep listening to the rest of the episode if you've not seen the movie strong 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 advisory uh encouragement to stop listening and go see the movie and come back do what you want though i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna tell you what to do but that's just my advice if you plan on not watching the movie you can just listen afterwards and it'll basically be a summary of that is true too if you want to if you're one of those people who's like i don't i don't care about spoilers i just want to know the lore and everything this will be a good and you can't go see the movie for whatever reason start from the end though and then work the way yeah i'm sure this will be this will be more than an extensive plot breakdown and everything so um yeah we are gonna go see Scream Six, so we'll be back in a couple hours. But to your little listener, edited down minds, it'll only be a few seconds. So we'll see you after the movie. Yay! <laughs> Scream just got complicated. There was Holy so shit! Much going on. Okay, so we have just returned from the theater from Scream Six. Fun fact: before we dive in, uh, I was so paranoid about them running out of the limited fan <laughs> posters that I made us go two hours early. The AMC told me that I showed up too early uh, twice. And then... They, they said, you're not allowed it. I'm sorry. And sir. then we got in and the dude forgot to hand us our posters. So we were already sitting in the theater. And I even asked, I was like, do you guys have the posters? And he was like, not yet. I was like, okay. And then as we were sitting in the theater, I saw more people pour in with the posters. So I ran out of the theater to get us our posters. And then as we were leaving the theater, I saw they were still giving them out. So sorry I made us go two hours early. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. it. It added to the experience. Um, and oh boy, the experience. Oh boy, the experience. Okay. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. This is no longer a spoiler-free zone. This oh, is not no. safe for you. Every word is going to be coming out of our mouths. Is be we we have seen the movie. If you haven't, seen I have the movie. absolutely not finished processing it. When I tell you, I have a fucking headache because <laughs> and not even like I'm not even mad about it because I my heart pounded so much blood so quickly because I was so tense from like all the anxiety that I like I think it's why I have a headache now. <laughs> like yeah, I'm, no, my body's sense. like recovering you, from a, a, a two hour long anxiety attack. You were reacting to a lot of it, and it was great. It was. I'm interested to see because I almost felt like I just became a statue at one point. So I'm curious to see what you how how you perceived me reacting because i was i was not let me tell you when i walked to this theater and i saw the most gorgeous luscious comfortable looking reclining movie theater seats i did not give a fuck because i knew i was going to be on the edge the entire time and i was you you said right before we started you're like i'm gonna be on the edge of the seat and i don't think your back touched the back like i was chilling just just vibing out and you were like on the edge you were like oh my god what's happening yeah i was I was into it, honey. Okay, so, woo. Spoilers, beware, because we are talking about Scream 6. The movie begins. And I'm trying to remember, because it's so, like... The, 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 the blonde girl, I can't it, remember her name. It, she, uh, Samara Weaving, so, as we predicted, Samara, as I, at least I predicted, no, yeah, Samara yeah. Weaving was the opening kill, ah, technically, part of it. She was part of the opening. Oh, dude, um, the opening! I love that they let her use her native accent, so she's 
That was her real voice. Okay, she's okay. natively. She's a native Aussie. But in yeah. all the other films she's in, she usually does she's an American like accent. accent. So it was nice to like, oh, they let her talk. Oh, yeah, for she, real. It's because they, she had so much screen time. Right. That they wanted to make the full use of her accent. Yeah. So it opens in New York City. And what's very interesting is it starts with a phone call, but it's it's simply just a restaurant. Just, like, it was just a regular she, restaurant. She's sitting in a restaurant, she gets a phone call, and then just a normal-ass guy answers. Well, the, the opening the opening shot of the movie was a telephone, and it, like, a almost, like, rotary-looking phone. And it was the restaurant. I remember that so specifically, because these movies always open with a phone call. But it was, it was just the restaurant. It wasn't anything Ghostface-related. It was just the restaurant she was at. So, Laura was her character name, which, honestly, I don't even know if that was said in the movie. <laughs> Um, probably might have been she is sitting at the bar in this lovely like highlighter dress I'm obsessed oh, with so it cute. it fit her figure beautifully and I need to own it for one of my shows clearly I think that yellow would be nice on you right yeah and so she is at the bar, gets, she's waiting for a Tinder date or, you know, off-brand Tinder. One of those straight things. One of, one of those straight people things. And uh, the guy she's ta- supposed to be meeting at the bar is texting her all like, oh, sorry, I'm lost. And then it uh, gets ghost facey after that. Well, you think well, it's... Well, well, so like he call, so he texts her and then he calls her and they have a nice and normal conversation. Yeah, he asks, can I call? Like he's in like, text. He's like, I can't find the bar. And then she tries. She tries to help him out. She eventually goes outside the bar to try to look for him. Right. And he's all like, "Oh, I'm on the wrong street." And when he's talking, it's a normal ass voice. Yeah. It is not. It doesn't. It doesn't give you any weird vibes. No weird vibes. Uh, it's 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 just a normal dude. It doesn't even sound like Roger. Uh, so oh, we crazy. Also, we also find out that she she teaches. Uh, what was it like? Film. Slasher filmography. Well, she 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 was a film professor, and they were talking about slashers yeah, in that, that semester or whatever. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so long story short, he basically convinces her to walk into an alleyway. Yeah. Because like try try to find each other. Oh, and, and she's wait. all like, "Oh, I can see down the alleyway, but I don't see you." He's like, "Oh, but I see you." Yeah, it was she. She made she didn't make the best decisions, but I also wasn't like, "Girl, you dumb." Like I was just like. Uh, she's trying to she's doing the benefit of the doubt thing uh i also did think it was cool how or cute or whatever when she first answered the phone he was like oh you teach a class teach a uh, teach a class on slashers what's your favorite scary movie and she was like not "Not that one (laughs) well because the first the first one was uh, what's your favorite movie right right the, the opening line um but then you know she she gets killed in the other way you know like as one as one does she gets brutally stabbed in the alleyway quite a few times. That's the weirdest thing happened. <laughs> oh my god. So it's like I'm watching this opening and I'm like, okay, it's whatever. Like it's not anything groundbreaking. It's it's okay. And she she gets killed in a, in a New York City alleyway. And she gets stabbed repeatedly. She gets stabbed quite a few times. And uh, the ghost face who kills her proceeds to like linger after the kill is done. And then after she is dead, he, the ghost face removes the mask, fully ghost face unmasked in the first five minutes. And it is Tony Revolori's character, whose name was Jason. Jason, yeah. Yeah, he was gay. Uh, yeah, so he just like takes off the mask. Come on, gay ghost face. And basically, fully. And then, the, and then he, he switches his clothes, he puts the mask away. And then they just the camera just follows him like a slice of life. Yeah. Like, Fucking! He, he he just ditches away. the mask. Yeah, he totally just ditches the mask and the robe in a like dumpster right there in the alleyway. Yeah. 
Oh, no, I think he put them in, he put them in his bag. Because remember, he, he, brought, he brought the mask with him. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. He put it back on his own thingy. But that's later. Oh. Um, but yeah, he just he just puts the mask away and then just walks out and then walks back to... Yeah, just goes back to... college. He's a college student. He, he just, just goes back to back. university. And he's just walking back and then he passes by Tara. He does pass by Tara. And Tara's all like, hey, fam, you ready for the test or whatever? And, yeah. And then he's all like, eh, ha, ha, yeah, I'll catch you later at the party. And he's being weird with her. He's like asking all these questions about her sister. And he's like, oh, is your sister going to be there? Is, is your sister going to be there? Is your sister going to be there? And then, <laughs> and then he walks away and then the camera just keeps following him. Yep. We're just ignoring, uh, you know, Tara. And it just goes back to his house. Yep. And we, this is where we get confirmation he's a gay because you know there was there was another boy obviously. Yeah. Well, well, he was like, he he was like, hey, honey, I'm home, and then immediately yelled Greg, and I was like, is he a gay? <laughs> um, and then Greg calls him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. And then he picks up the phone, and it's a ghost face. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, sound, but he, him and we find out him and Greg, you know, on cahoots, and then cahoots ghost face thing. So he thinks it's Greg. Yep. And he's all like, oh, Greg, you're so funny. Ha ha ha. Um, and then they play this game for a little bit. Yep. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Because um, well, because Jason, our ghost face over here, thinks that he is like safe, and we get some like development here that that he said he said a line about finishing Richie's movie. I know that that was yeah, like his yeah, moment. They they were drawn by Richie. They were drawn by Richie, and then the ghost face on the phone ends up being not Greg because yeah, not- he, he like. Oh my god! He makes him play like a game. They s- listen. Scream Six said, "Y'all wanted chase scenes. I'm gonna give you chase scenes." Ooh, this one was a slow one. This was a slow one because he's like making him play hot cold kind of thing of where Ghostface is, and then when he opens the fridge, yeah, oh, just fucking Greg is just completely dismembered. Many parts, like, many as pieces. As soon as we saw the looking fridge, like a damn jigsaw yeah, puzzle. As soon as we saw the fridge, like I knew in my heart, like what were you gonna see? Mm-hmm. And it seemed like you knew what was going to happen, too. Like, it, it, it seemed pretty predictable at that point. I th- Yeah, that's pretty. You know, I will say this whole movie was oddly predictable. It's, but I'm not mad about it. I Before going in, knew nothing, could not figure it out. But then as we were watching the movie, I sort of started to call it. It was like the predictions you call, like, as like half a scene or, like, a scene before they happen. Like, a little bit, but even... Like, oh, it's, like, it leads up to this, like, you know, like, this, is, this makes sense. This well, even sense. I called Quinn being the killer. Because I was like, because remember, I leaned over to you and I was like, she died off screen. Like, that's not, I don't trust that shit. I don't know why it can seem weird. I I swear there was something that made me think Ethan. Oh, no, I thought Chad. It was Chad. There was a moment where I got really certain Chad was the killer. I did. I really thought Chad was the killer for a second. He said something that set me off. And I was like, nope. It was my it was my Amber ever, Freeman. Do you have your extra inhaler moment with him? Oh yeah. Did you ever did, did you ever think that um, hot boyfriend was suspected of the killer? No, because okay, I didn't. He was not giving you those vibes. You no, know, he wasn't giving me those vibes. He wasn't in the movie enough, I think. Mm-hmm. And he also just like we've done the love interest. We I knew it couldn't be a love interest this time. They had to do something else. They speaking of love interest. Sorry with uh, with Kirby. I, 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 yes. I can't get over that. Oh, 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 yeah. We will, we will get there. So, um, so Jason here finds his boyfriend Greg in the fridge, dismembered, and then oh, I'm pretty sure, like right after he opens the fridge and gets a glimpse, Ghostface pops up and starts yeah, and stabbing him. him. And it's it's the aged mask Ghostface too. It's not one of the white prime Ghostface masks that we're used to. Um, and he, it was a pretty brutal death scene. I remember one point he got like sliced so hard in the stomach you could see his like 
literal organ oh, stomach yeah. coming oh, they, out. They love, they love doing the entrails. They were given some yeah. gore. Yeah. And then it, he said something about like, what about finishing Richie's movie or something like that? And then Ghostface, while doing the title card slash, says, who gives a fuck about movies? And it was intro so to Scream bad. 6. That was wild. It was... That that opening immediately told me this is not like not any like Scream movie. Were quirky. This is some... Did Ghostface even say that in the movie? Did say what? The, I'm something different. Did he even say that? I don't think he said I'm something different. Like he did in the trailer. You know what I'm talking about? How he said it in the trailer? Oh. I don't yeah, think he even said that. We watched the trailer and there's a lot of things in the trailer that they like took out. Either took like, out or they, altered. They, yeah. They switched some of the scenes from the trailer. Right. Which I like them doing actually. No, I'm here for it. Subvert me, please. Yes. But it's a expectation. This yeah. is a good, this is a good example of trailer did not ruin the movie. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So which I, was, which is it was good. It was we good. Even, it. even the TV, I think the TV spots might've been like a little too much, but other than like maybe only five different versions of the TV spots were necessary, but there's like literally, there's like 13. Oh, I didn't think I see any of the TV shots. That's okay. They were just like extended versions of the scenes. But anyway, anyway, so uh, yeah, that's the opening of Scream 6. Right away, I knew, I was like, whoa, this is, this is different. Like, this doesn't even feel like a Scream movie. I think I even told you that. I was like, I was like, this does not feel like Scream. But I wasn't like, not in a bad way before you get all riled up. Not in the like, this isn't Scream. They they have an explanation of it in the movie. Yeah. you know what it is because they have to do that and i was very excited when they did do it mm-hmm. uh, so i was waiting for the breakdown the, the the fourth wall um of course so that was yeah that was that was an that enthusiastic was opening great intro they didn't they didn't freak us out with a stab intro and then so screams one through four as soon as the title card is over we cut to sydney doing whatever sydney's doing scream five we cut to sam scream six same thing. We cut to Sam. She's in her therapist's office, played by Henry Cizerny. So if anyone was wondering what the hell he was doing in this movie, that was his role. Um, so we, we were right, internet. He's the therapist. Oh, and the yeah, he's a he's a character in Ready or Not as well. Okay. That actor. Um, which, by the way, in this movie, he was looking good. That hair was filled in. The beard was fluffed. I was like... Damn, do you need someone to financially ruin you? Because hello. Oh, okay. <laughs> a couple times today. Daddy. Daddy. But yeah, he's he's therapying Sam and she's like, so it, it seems like the information we gather here is that she has been going to this guy for some time and he's been trying to pry her for info. She does not want to tell the story. Yeah, she's been really reserved and she's been entirely focused on Tara. Like, I guess every time she has a therapy session, she just focuses on, is Tara okay? And this is what Tara's yeah, thinking. That's a big internal problem they have. Yep. So, so... Um, and then she, and then she, uh, she he, he's like, open up to me. And then she finally does. She yep. admits the, like, she fucking went Brutus on his ass and stabbed him 22 times. Yep. Okay. And this, this broke. movie, y'all, I, I, <laughs> they did, essentially they did fan service, right? Like all throughout this whole Screamathon, I've been raving about how I love when franchises like acknowledge continuity that came before, you know, mm. like, I'm like, yes, talk about Scream 3. Like it was a valid movie that happened. Don't just oh, talk yeah, about Scream 1. A lot of the past things too. And stuff like that. Like they really, they really harped on the fact that this is a franchise now. And that but was, you gotta go bigger. It was refreshing. You gotta go bigger. Yeah. So we, and that's another thing. The rules scene came quite quickly. 
So because after after Sam does therapy, she well, first of all, she like you said, she explains the whole moment of like Billy Loomis and she stabbed Richie 22 times. Co- hashtag confirmation. And how, how she kind of liked it a little bit. Yeah, she said, well, she said it felt right. Okay. So I get uh, yeah, a little ambiguous wording. But then then the therapist gets like spooked. He's like, I'm not equipped for this. So he just dips. <laughs> Um, he, he straight up packs up there and he's like, yeah, I can't do with this. And then she, so. And then she goes home. And then she leaves. Yeah. And she just, that's, that's when we talk to Bailey or Quinn, Quinn, Quinn. So Quinn Bailey is the roommate of, the redhead. of, I yes, know, Quinn is the redhead. Yes. Uh, and she is the roommate of Sam in New York city. Uh, they room together and she seems chill i guess you know she's she like shares, i think she's like she fucking some dude US, yes um, having boys over all the time love love that for her um so yeah they do we meet her I'm trying to remember it's like this movie went by like so crazy that i'm trying to that scene. i know i don't remember anything specific it was just basic character yeah, she, development she, with quinn she spills the beans that uh tara is at the frat party yes that's the thing because tara tara went to this frat party and sam was all like oh i begged her not to go and because it's we're we're sort of getting the vibe that sam is being a little bit of an overprotector, yeah. kind of like a helicopter parent sort of thing and uh it's it's uh affecting uh tara a lot which you know understandable understandable Understandable. i mean she even says it in the movie at one point she's like you're out of my life for five years and then you come back and i can't get you away for five minutes or whatever the line is so uh it totally makes sense that seems like a pretty valid emotional response to have (laughs) does anything happen at the party i forget there was a party early on. Yeah, that's how they oh. kind of flip the script because then they go to a part. Then it goes to the frat party. So the frat party is actually in the beginning this time. Yeah. It's not in the end. The party scene is not the end. And it's the beginning. That's when we meet all the friends for the first time. Yes, 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 yes. Because we, I remember Mindy has a girlfriend. Her name is Annika. 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 She was the one in the green cardigan and all that jazz yeah. looking looking cute and fashionable and you know they seem cute together her and her and Minday. and then chat tara's whole moment is she's going to hook up with a shitty dude who is like most definitely about to rape her yeah uh she's it's not giving off good vibes um, yeah she, she was very drunk and she's like i'm gonna make my own bad decisions yeah and um, like and her gaggle of friends um Ended up seeing that, stopped it. Uh, Thank God. Good Ch- for them. Yeah, Chad showed up. Oh, Chad was fucking shirtless. But Chad like, was shirtless in the beginning. Party. Chad, ugh, prediction denied. Chad was not gay in this movie, ladies still, and gentlemen. There's, there's still time. There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, uh, so he he steps in and just straight up like fights the dude, which is good. You know, fuck that dude. He's a little hot. What? What? <laughs> oh, it was a little <laughs> But yeah, he stops that, uh, and then that's when uh, Sam shows up. Sam shows up. Oh my god, does Sam show up? She literally... Holy shit! She literally... So after this dude just got, like, fought, and then, like, they broke it up, and then, like, they're all yelling at each other, causing a spectacle at this frat house, and then Sam just shows up and goes, I'm gonna tase you in the balls real quick, and just zap that motherfucker scrotum like it was nothing. It was so Eggs good. been a dick, motherfucker. Like, but I was shook. That's when we find out that basically everyone, like, because she is famous, but not for the right reasons. Basically, there was a thing that went around online after the Woodsboro murders mm-hmm. in movie five that talked about how they think that she was the murderer and she did all of this because she's Billy Loomis's child. When I tell you I did not expect 
Sam to get the Casey Anthony treatment in this movie. I did not see that coming. And after they yeah. sort of established that, I was like, whoa. That's and I got confirmation kind of that Gail, in fact, did write a book about the murder. Oh my God, she wrote the book. Because there's no way for the public to know. This then, fucking whore. Who wrote the book. Gail, I love you, but how have you not learned? I wrote the book on it. I, are you familiar with the phrase, I wrote the book on this? And where did it get you, bitch? Stabbed. Yeah, I, Lots of times. And shot. I think there's... Because then a little bit after that is when... Oh, well, she gets confronted by the public. Um, there's like a video that someone uh, pours water on her that gets in the bad light later. Yep, yep, yep. But I think the next major scene that we see is... Was it the next morning when they find out? I think about, it's the rules, yeah. When, no, no, because they find out about the killing... And they talk to Gail Weathers. That's oh, that's right before, and then that's when they say like we're going to stick together. So they find out about this, those two kids dying, um, and then they go basically to their house, and then that's when Gail Weathers shows up. And then is uh, that when she like ambushed her with the interview? Yes. Okay. Because they were that they was crazy. So photos of that scene leaked a long time ago, like back when that's, filming oh, was happening. Oh. So I, I I was waiting for that blue suit to show up. That scene was great because this movie very much echoed Scream 2 in a way, in, in, in a yes. lot of ways. And I, I, I'm surprised, you know, I don't think I said that in my predictions, but I 100% was anticipating that because, no, we did talk about it because, you know, Scream uh, came out 96, Scream 2 came out 97, uh, just under yeah. a year later, this one. Came out 2022. Now we're here, 2023. Kind of seems like the second part of the sequel. Exactly. And this is why I kind of hope we do have Scream 7, because we have 1, 2, and 3, three the original trilogy. Uh, and then we have Scream 4, which is like this little bridge, transitionist bridge between them. And then we'll have 5, 6, 7 as this other complete trilogy. So it'll be like a nice dumbbell, you know? Yeah. Just a, like Kirby a, came from 4, right? Kirby came from 4. Oh, Kirby. So... Oh my God. Okay. So yeah, Gail shows up. They're doing, well, they're, they're getting so, ambushed just like Sydney was in yeah, Scream yeah, 1 so Sam and Scream 2. Sam and uh, Tara. Tara are just ignoring all of the pop. Uh, oh yeah. Pop Cause they go to the police station and that's where they talk to detective and he's all like, do you know anybody oh, yeah. who'd want to kill you? And she's like, uh, not anyone that's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> they make it very apparent that she killed. Anyway, so, yep. so yeah, they're leaving the station. Everyone's all like, give, give an interview, and they're ignoring everyone. Then we hear this one voice. This one voice, she, what Gail she, Weathers. She, what did she ask? What was the question? It was... <sighs> she, she basically said, like, oh, do you have any comments on this? And, we, and then... Yeah, it happened Sam, so fast, I don't know. Sam turns around, she sees Gail. Oh, my God, no words exchange, just immediately goes for the punch. Yeah, so, so she goes to punch Gail, and then Gail fucking knows exactly... Gail said, she just, fuck you. I, she literally, quote, said, nice try, sweetie. I've done that dance before. <laughs> but then... Anna Ortega, or Tara... <laughs> Just comes out of left field with like a foot short of everyone else and just decks, bam, decks, bam, bitch went down, got her out. And even even Gail was kind of impressed <laughs> with that one. She was like, God damn it. That was last time there was only one. And like none of the reporters around even cared. Like they, they were all like, ooh, but like no one like, like it's just the way it goes. This, this happens to Gail all the time. So shout out to the evolution of Gail's punching. She gets Oh yeah, she's a boss. Wow. What a journey. Scream 1, punched in the face by Sydney. Scream 2, bitch slapped by Sydney. Scream 3, she like, I don't think she ever gets punched in Scream 3, but she does punch the shit out of Jennifer in a, in a scene. Because because he, she punches Dewey, and then Gail punches Jennifer back. So, 
Oh my god, Dewey. And then she gets stabbed a heck in the fourth, right? She just got stabbed once oh, in the shoulder. Okay. There's a, um, so much stabbing. Yep. There's and then so in five, stabbing. she got punched and got to do punches. There was so much stabbing and so much living mm-hmm. in this one. That kind of... It's a little upsetting. I am absolutely baffled by how many people died in this movie, but also baffled by how many people are still alive yeah. in this like, movie. No one with a name basically dies. It's kind of insane well, that that happened. Yeah. Like the ghost faces, obviously. Because I was on edge the whole time. But yeah, that was crazy when Sam uh, and Tara punched Gail. <laughs> and then she like, after the cameras went down, Gail kind of trickled behind. And it seemed to suggest that Gail was like, to some extent, in Tara and Sam's lives in some capacity. Well, because I think that they were, you know, friend, friendly before the book. I think so, too. Like there was a bit of time before the book, but it was only a year later. Yeah. So like how much how much time after the book? Right. She had to write a whole book. Because so. when, when the phone rang, it didn't say maybe Gail Weathers. It just said Gail Weathers. Like, Sam fully had a contact for her. And then uh, even, like, later, Tara just knew her I mean, address. She thought her ex's number saved in her phone. What? Just true. Like, just like Yeah, true. So, Gail was in their lives to some extent. So, and and Sam was hitting her with some hard truths. She's like, don't you see that, like, this, you know, like, oh my God, Gail, they almost like, they went like two steps, they went like one step backward with her character development, but two steps forward. It's kind of crazy. She's been, she's, Gail hit deep this really different. This was a good movie for Gail. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know if we called on the podcast earlier, but we talked about how Gail getting injured or getting stabbed, but not actually dying or keeping it ambiguous. Yes. That's basically what happened. Yeah. You, we got, you got that one right. You, you call that. Her, her, her quotation death was so cinematic. I loved how extra they made it. Yeah, it was really extra. <laughs> so, okay. So we did. So, okay. So yes, yeah, so we had the frat party thing and then, oh yeah. Also outside the frat party. You know, they ever all the core, the core four as they literally oh, named themselves in the movie. The, the twins. Uh, it, it was giving very like Lakewood Six Scream TV show for those who watch the TV show. Uh, it was kind of weird, but I also didn't hate it. Whatever, it's fine. Um, and the so the core four leave or whatever, and they they like argue outside. So Sam and so uh, Tara's whole thing is like you know she feels excuse me she feels like overprotected she feels like burdened she wants to live her own life she wants to live her own life um and then sam's whole thing is like well she she's like living in the past and tara's like i don't want to be defined by that one weekend all that uh, a year ago so they're you know they're trying to move on um three days because I forgot the whole movie was in two days. A lot of people forget that the the screen movies happen fast. They are over the course of like two days every time. Like Sydney Prescott, the badass Sydney Prescott, who we all love to death, like the ghost face shit, it, it's literally five weekends in her entire life. That's five Fridays and Saturdays, 10 days total in her entire life. So a lot of people kind of forget that sometimes. Um, and then when they introduced, I think, was it a little bit after that when they introduced Kirby? Kirby. Oh, they introduced Kirby right before that, didn't they? When- Kirby happened after the bodega. I'm pretty sure. Because Kirby happened. The bodega. Kirby. Yeah. Because I, I'm pretty sure we. Did we get the rules before the bodega? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did. Because the rules was in the morning. So I, th- I think that's the next scene. Because after they went to the frat party. Where are they coming from? They did the frat party thing, and then Chad and Chad and Tara had a thing in the apartment. Remember, they had like a little romantic-ish scene, 
where he oh, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, that was at the end of the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she thanked him for that was the day before not letting her. We yeah. And that date rape dog or whatever. Date rape dog. Yeah, it was some bullshit like that. So good thing she didn't do that. And then, oh yeah, because then Quinn popped in the room. I was like, oh, did I cock block you? <laughs> oh my God, Quinn. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure one of the next scenes after that was the rules. So it's it's because we I remember it being really early in the film. So it was yeah. it was Tara, Sam, Chad, Mindy, Annika, Mindy's girlfriend, and Quinn and Ethan. And Ethan. No, Quinn was not there for the. She was not there for the talking about the rules. No, she was because remember oh, someone right, called her right, slutty and she was like sex positive, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then Ethan was there. Oh yeah, so Ethan is Chad's roommate. Yeah. Ethan's Chad's roommate. So, yeah, by the random roommate lottery. Uh, So, Mindy straight up gives the rules scene. Like, there's not, they're not even being coy about it at this point. They're like, straight up, this is the moment. And this time, yeah, very similar to the second one. This time, it's a franchise. That's, I thought she was going to call this one a second trilogy. Yeah, no, she was giving the rules of a franchise. That's what this was. This was, wow. This was, um, this is new. This is some new shit. You know, she's talking about bigger budget, more every, more cast, bigger cast. Is basically, like a giant episodic type thing. Yes, yes. She was talking about all that. Plot type stuff. She. It's also cool because it was extremely similar to the monologue she gave in Scrooge Five, which I think helped her character. Like she she listed a bunch of movies, all which ended in Star Wars because uh, she was like, "Fuck, even Luke Skywalker." Like blah blah blah. Oh, she's talking about like because like the main character can die now. Which, yeah, that's the thing. Legacy characters, expendable. Who gives a shit about them, apparently? They make that whole big spiel about it, and then they don't yep. off any of it. I, mean, I kind of had a like, feeling that's what they're going to do, because that's usually how they do it, is they'll usually, whatever they tell you, they're going to do the opposite. She oh, she basically right. they did make- she basically laid out the movie for you. She was like, the last movie was a, a what did she even call it? Like a the the killers were like whiny, pathetic losers or something. So she's like, you can bet this one's going to be different. So she basically laid out the movie. I wish you got to remember, folks, this is an experimental part of the podcast. We just saw the movie. So I'm trying to recall scenes where my heart was beating at an elevated rate of like 180. And, <laughs> uh, and this was <laughs> not one of my friends texting me in all caps, bitch. Oh, my fucking God. No, but yeah, it keeps things exciting. Um, and then I, I, I don't remember the next major scene after that. I don't remember who. Uh... So uh, it was. Uh, so after the rules, because I liked the rules scene of this movie. It um after that, it uh I, I'm trying to think where it went from there. I think it was to the bodega because why he was like, you guys got to come down to the station. Uh, the detective, Detective Bailey, called Sam and Tara down to the station for some reason. He was investigating a body, and he was like, "You guys have to come down here." And I can't. Who? Whose body was that? Who did? He, why did he call them to the station? I don't remember, the bod- I don't remember why they were doing the bodega. It was on the way to the police station. What I remember that the bodega happened on the way to the police station. Oh, maybe that's when they were getting uh, learning about Quinn or not Quinn uh, Kirby. No, Kirby hasn't happened yet. Who died? Well, I remember him being, he was on the, on the scene of a crime and he was like, well, I need you guys to come down to the station. And it's cause they found like blood or the mask or something. Oh, they, oh, he was investigating Jason and Greg's apartment because they found her ID, Sam's, Sam's driver's license or rather a copy of it. That was the first time they were called in. So, so detective, the bodega was early. 
Detective Bailey uh, called calls Sam and Tara into the station because the license was found. Mm. And on the way to the bodega is when Sam gets a call from Richie Kirsch. And she's like, Sam's or Tara's like, what the fuck? And she's like, I never deleted his contact info. Reasonable. Makes sense. And she answers bold right away. She's like, fuck this. Like, we're going for it. And uh, Ghostface kind of just pops out of fucking nowhere after like a little bit of phone call and and dialogue. Oh, yeah, um, run away from him. Ghostface, yeah, Ghostface pops out of fucking nowhere. They bolt it, and that's when you know the bodega happens. It's, it was in the trailer. It was a huge marketing ploy of this movie. It was, and it was, a, it was a pretty fucking intense scene. It was. This is a good example of Ghostface. of trailer because the trailer gave you enough glimpse into the events that were happening, but it didn't give away like any money moments, if that makes sense, you know, because I felt, I felt like I got more out of the bodega scene than the trailer. Like I was worried it was just going to be what was in the trailer, but there was definitely more going on. So it was pretty fucking nuts. They run in there doing the whole, please help us. And then, Ghostface walks in right behind him. Stabs the guy. Stabs that guy multiple times. The trailer made it look like he only stabbed him once. No, he stabbed that motherfucker like four times. They, they were very stab happy. They were one. they were stab happy. Uh, it was it was giving brutality in this yeah, one. Compared to the, the, even though the stab happy doesn't run in the family. Yeah. The other one was pretty. Uh, so, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh wow. Who was the next death? The next death. All these bodega people died. So okay. that's the thing with Scream Six. A lot of. Deaths happened, but they were mostly like extraneous by, people. By the time we got the bodega, um, I think the second guy she killed, the second guy, the second guy that was killed in the bodega, I think was at six or seven. When I, because I was counting, and that's where. Oh yeah, like how many actual yeah, like deaths there were. Where I ended it. Yeah. Oh I my god. Then, yeah, but like it was only it was the nameless characters. Like yeah, um, the, the the poster I'm looking at right now, like we see Laura dead. Yep. Jason uh, died. Monica died. Jason. Not yet though. Oh, not yet. Oh, oh, you're just saying in general. Yeah, just in general. And yeah, it's basically just those three. Well, four technically, Ethan and Quinn. But yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. Because then, and we do get the the one from before brought back, but that's that's happening later. Um, yes. So that was fucking crazy. So the bodega happens a lot, like it does in the trailer, with some extra added tension. It's it's great that yeah. they like knock over the linoleum shelf on Ghostface at one point. Um, I love... It was very much giving Jurassic Park the way the chase scene was was extended with them like at the end of the cabin like that. There was a point where Sam picks up a soda can and throws it as like a distraction. Um, So it, it played out very suspensefully and i was i was very i was happy with how that bodega scene went down um and then yeah they end it by um knocking they end it by knocking the shelf onto Ghostface, which allows them to run out the front door and at this point the cops have just showed up too and literally as they're just right outside on the sidewalk they turn around and look back gone yeah costume left behind ran out the back door which was locked before they tried to go out yeah so he knew exactly what was going on also, the okay. Let's be realistic. The police response time in this movie is ridiculous because the police would not take that short to get there. Like they would take like at least twenty minutes more in New York City. Yeah, that shit was crazy. They were there really fast. Um, but yeah, so Ghostface killed like four people or like three in that just, just, that just in that scene. But they were all like nameless people, which makes sense. It's New York City. There's so many people. Um, so then after the bodega they get to the police station that's where they have that conversation of like do you know anybody a lot uh do you know anybody that would want to hurt you or target you and tara's like not anyone that's still alive and sam's over here like oh what happened is i stabbed him 22 times in the and then shot him in the head told him that one i think she 
I don't think she revealed information to him. Oh, maybe she did. I thought she did because I remember her being like unrelated. <laughs> and then after that, oh no, she, she said that about the guy she tased in the ball. She was like, because oh, he yeah. was like, because <laughs> he was like, do you both have alibis for last night? And she was like, yeah, I was at this frat party, blah blah blah. And she was like, I showed up at the frat party where I tased someone, and then had uh. Detective Bailey was like, did this face like, what the fuck? And she was like, unrelated. Yeah, she, she, she just carried on with it. It was so good. I want to take a moment to say, if you are one of those people that got on the internet after Scream 5 and was like, Melissa Barrera is bad actor. Literally, go fuck yourself. Because this woman ate the scene down in this movie. Like, I, I'm going to say it. I think Sam was better than Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega was not bad as Tara. But I think okay. Sam had more to do and more emotion to give this movie. Okay, I could I could see where you're coming from. I'm yeah. not going to agree or disagree. Okay, okay. But I understand. Yeah. Okay, and also, I mean, Sam is the biggest one on the poster, so. True. She's like, yeah, she's she she's, she's a main character now. Yeah, we found that out last one. Um, and then, yeah, that's when we got introduced to Kirby. Yeah. When yep. the Kirby's working for the FBI, fucking. Yeah, because, because that's what happens is, is they're, as they're giving their little interview, uh, interrogation thing and then uh, another cop comes in and is like FBI's here they just claim jurisdiction and it's Kirby Kirby who knows Sam which makes sense they went to school together she even said it she yeah. was a senior when, when Sam, Sam was, was a freshman. freshman so Sam was you know Sam was there for the events of Screen 4 and uh that was so that was kind of nuts and like oh okay that that makes sense they totally do know each other so that interesting that's sam definitely needed that too yep she needed someone that she knew yeah so kirby is back she's the, the long-awaited return of kirby uh she was the fbi agent so she went crazy good for her for getting up in the world yeah and she was like a thir- 30 at the time i think they talked about she was 30, yeah, yeah in, in this movie. How old are you now? Like 12? I know, that's crazy. So, oh my goodness, yeah. So, I'm trying to think what happened after that. Because then we met, after we met Kirby, it was very nice. She had a, we had a lovely reintroduction to her. the next main thing was they have a dinner in the evening. Um, well, we, that's what... We, we was also, it the ladder? The ladder scene that led to the ladder yeah, scene? I think we also found out um, between, like, between the, that, 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 that um, Sam and Danny were a thing. Mm-hmm. We found that out. Oh, yeah, we can't neglect that information. Oh, my God. Hot Danny. So, in the beginning of this movie, Sam's neighbor, like, across the way is this hot guy. He's played by Tom Segura. And I'm pretty sure he's on the poster. Yeah, yes. And his name's Danny. And at first, they play it like uh, he's just, like, a crushing... Uh, like like, like a crush, yeah. Like like window. her and Quinn have a scene in the beginning where they're like both looking at the window at him, and they're like, "Oh, he's cute." Blah blah. blah. And then there's a point where Sam is just chilling in the uh, stairwell, and he comes in, and they kind of exchange a couple awkward glances. And you're probably like, at least I as an audience member, I'm thinking like, "Damn, yeah, she, she she wants it." Her. Yeah, she wants it. But at the same time, like her last boyfriend trying to kill her, it's giving trauma. So I was, <laughs> but trauma. it was so wild and jarring also i uh not sponsored saw this movie after infusing my drink with a little bit of root beer uh hemp uh, cannabis infused thc root beer so i was like sufficiently cooked waked and baked and um tossed and sauced all of it buttered and pampered it was i was at a comfortable viewing point to watch this movie and uh the reason i bring that up is because like the movie yeah this was just so crazy the movie is like dark tone like pretty 
pretty uh i don't want to say straightforward but like point is we're watching the scene and like samantha stands up starts walking in the direction that he is and then as they like pass each other in like one very quick fail swoop he like grabs her to kiss her like dips her and everything they like grabbed each other it was like a very quick embrace moment and like it it was an entanglement Uh, and they just started like they started making out it it was jar i was like what the fuck is this casablanca like i was so fucking shooting her shot i thought for a second i went through so many emotions i was like is this real like is this is it gonna cut back to her sitting on the stairwell like that was a fantasy or something like what the hell is going on but then he says like oh we gotta stop meeting like this and it's like oh come on Secret a dating. Secret date, secret affair. Yeah, she wants to keep it a secret because she's not like ready, you know. Because the last man in her life. Yeah. Yep. She doesn't want to involve all the rest of the people, and also like um. She should have gotten involved much earlier. Her like straight up hate crimes that are happening on, <laughs> in public. He doesn't want to involve him, so or then, she doesn't want to involve him. So then later that night, that's when Sam, Tara, um, Mindy, and Chad are having dinner yeah because they all i think they all agree to have like a sleepover or was yeah. it just dinner i think maybe the sleepover came later well because we and we knew that the other two were there oh no um annika was there because yeah everybody was there was not. ethan was not here yes so forgot about was there, it's almost quinn quinn was in her room though um quinn was in her room yeah so we have the core four they're having dinner annika's just in the cat in the living room yep and then this is when you went out to go to the bathroom. But Oh yeah, so I, I did have to pee only the one time. I was gone for approximately a minute and a half. We were having a hard to hard conversation, so it didn't really matter. But <laughs> we find out we we uh, switch over to Danny and Danny's, you know, shirtless because they have to have that scene putting a shirt on. Of course. And then he looks over in the windows, because he has a good view of like Sam and Tara's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sees that Ghostface is in the same room with Quinn. Um, Quinn is just on the phone, you know, doing her thing, mm-hmm. Ghostface is behind her. And he sees uh, Ghostface and tries to like yell out to her through the windows, not saying dramatic irony, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he tries to call Sam. Sam's like, "I'm not gonna pick up." I'm right, because yeah, because they're all around the dinner um, table. And then all of the people at the dinner table start hearing like thuds coming from um, Quinn's room, and they're like, "Ah, oh, she's just having hardcore sex like she normally." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. Then they like hear like a concerning thud, and they're like, "Oh shit." Wait a minute. But then all of their phones ring simultaneously. And all of them. Yeah. They get a text. Wait a minute. And it's like a photo. Yeah. And it looked like it was a photo that Danny took. Because it looked like it was from that perspective. Oh, it probably was Danny. He probably texted all four of them. How would he have had all of their numbers? Oh, true. That's that's what I was thinking in the movie, too. Like, he only would have had Sam's number. Oh. I was thinking maybe it was the killer. Honestly, in the age of airdrop, it could he could have airdropped them that photo. Uh, because yeah, it was it was a photo of Ghostface stabbing uh, Quinn. Quinn. At least holding Quinn from behind. Yeah, and there was blood in the photo, so he was definitely stabbing her. Yeah, yeah, but like the way the picture is taken, I mean, it seemed like he was taken through the window. Like, right. Took- it did kind of look distorted like that. So maybe he honestly might have just airdropped him that shit. That would be really funny. Um, I guess it's also possible too, like Sam being Sam, even though she didn't tell all the other people about her, she could have done like a moment of like, okay, well, I trust you. And if there's ever an emergency and you can't get a hold of me, here's Tara's number, here's Sam's yeah, number, or here's Sam's. Mindy and Chad. Well, the fact they sent it up, to, they all got at the same time. Yeah. It was a little weird. A little but bit. Little anyway, bit. so yeah, then they then Ghostface just fucking, what happens? Did he, cause he, he shows up. He like, out of the door. he, well, he calls, I think. Because he tries to call. Oh no! They all they all try to run upstairs, and then Ghostface somehow 
gets involved. He shows up and starts getting rowdy, and and they all basically split. We see because once because once he yeah because once Ghostface shows up, Chad and Tara run out of the apartment. Yeah, and then Annika gets fucking stabbed. That's right. I think that's what happened. Like he he, he just appears and stabs the shit out of her, right and he twisted that knife. It was not pretty. He start yeah he started to go up too, but that's when oh yeah because then Sam hit him with like a fucking. Uh, she goes looking for knives, but they all got taken. Oh, because it was Quinn. <gasps> yeah, because Quinn took all the knives. Quinn took all the knives. So yeah, she went to go hit. Uh, she went to go get a knife, and eventually she just got, she got the wooden block. She just took. Yeah, she just took the knife block. Smacked him in the head. Goes Smack that motherfucker. And then her, Annika, um, and Mindy. Mindy. Um, all ran into just one of the rooms. Yep, because Mindy got sliced on the arm, like on the shoulder. It wasn't yeah, deep. It, it was just a little slice. That's when I was like, ooh, it's kind of suspicious. It's kind of suspicious. It's cut the arm is a yep. face. Yep. Um, but then they run upstairs, barricade the bedroom door that they're in, and they're across the street from Tom, uh, sorry, Danny. And Danny. yeah, hot Danny. And then they eventually open up the windows, and then Danny's like, I have this fucking ladder in my house. Yep. Um, and he extends the ladder so across the skyscrapers. It's giving nerve. 2014. <laughs> that's when we see the, the preview that we see a lot of. Yep. Yep. Um, so, then, so then it was Annika, um, Sam. And, and Mindy. And Mindy. And they're all in the bedroom. This, mind you, this entire time, Ghostface is pounding on the door. Yeah. Ghostface was fucking angry. He was angry. Um, so then Tara, not Tara. So then Sam's like, all right, I'll go first. Sam takes 20, well, 20 minutes. Sorry. Well, to be fair, she tried to get Mindy and Annika to go first. Thank and then they were like, no, you go. We'll be right behind. Because I, I was interested by that. I was like, if anything, Annika should go first. Because yeah. she's the most injured. So And then, and then uh, Sam takes like 20 minutes to get over the... She did take a, she did take she a little bit of time. There, and then Mindy... Uh, and Mindy goes. It. Also, it's it's nerve wracking. That's just scary. And then Annika, you know, the one that's already basically dead with a stab wound, she's like halfway over, and then Ghostface finally gets in the room. And then he just toy toys with her, like yeah, he starts shaking up the ladder. But of course. The, but also in the preview scene that we saw in the trailer, we saw Mindy yep. walking over the thing with Ghostface behind her. Yep. But that is a fake. That is a fake, fake out. The, uh, Ghostface was only there when. Uh, Annika was there. Yep. And they're they're trying. They're they're like she's trying to cross that ladder, but Ghostface is just Even rattling that fucker. Ladder, she's all like, I can't do this. Like, oh, I know. I knew there was like it's, it's I kinda had a feeling there was yeah. no way she was getting across that ladder. They had to kill someone. They had to kill someone. And then the way the way that she died, she just fucking fell to her death and smacked her head. Oh my god, they did her so dirty. She Ghostface shakes the ladder so hard that she falls. Of course, obviously that's what was gonna happen in the scene. But they could have just splattered her on the ground. They did not. They she hit a dumpster on the way down head first, which like broke her head in a gross direction, yeah, and then like like four story fall ugh, face into a dumpster. Poor Annika, like, splattered onto the ground. It was not pretty. It was not pretty. And then I'm pretty sure after that is when it, it kind of cuts to like morning or like whenever they're so investigating, they, they right? Were, they were all, they, they, uh, they go to the places outside where the paramedics are. Mm-hmm. And then Ethan shows up and he's all like, that's right. Hey, he did get there suspiciously late. Guy, what did I miss? That's right. He did show up suspiciously late to that. Didn't, oh yeah. Cause then Chad, like, oh, that's yeah. when he's like, where were you? And he's like, I had an econ. Bitch, fuck your econ. Um, yeah, that's when they got pretty sus of that guy. Yep. Um, understandably. Cause fucking, we don't trust white twinks. Yeah, he was fucking weird. Uh Ethan. Listen, before this movie came out, I talked about how I was so mad that his name was not actually Evan. And 
when he took that ghost face mask off, I was fuming. I was like, are you kidding me? I thought for, oh, I was almost a ghost face. Evan was almost a ghost face canonical name. But then after that motherfucker started speaking post reveal, I got over that shit real quick. He was so pathetic. I was like, this motherfucking little bitch boy. He was worse than Richie, which makes sense because he was his bitch ass little brother. It's always the youngest that yeah. are the most spoiled rotten. When they pull out at the end, like, I forgot who Richie was for a second. I was like, Fair. Out, You've only seen the movies like once. Like, okay, who is this guy? Even though we literally watched Scream 5. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, right after that happens, did they go back to the police station? No, that's the I, find out about the shrine. Um, almost. Because I remember the fir- what right happens before is Detective Bailey is investigating or whatever and Sam and Tara are on the scene and it's in the alleyway by Annika's body but then he comes out like crying because Quinn also died so he's like well yeah died quotations and see that's the thing I I don't think I said it immediately after this scene but I did at some point really quickly after this lean over to you and I was like "Mm, she died off screen yeah I was like uh uh that was that's giving we never even saw her get stabbed yeah, we di- we didn't see any damage to her. We just heard about it. So I was like, that's giving suspicious. That's giving Roman. That's giving not here for it. Because we also, yeah, we never, Danny never said anything about seeing her get stabbed. Yeah, never trust an off-screen death in any movie, especially the Scream franchise. The only off-screen thing I trusted was the phone call with Sydney. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing we forgot to mention. There was, uh, that's what Gail said to them. Okay, so after, uh, backtrack real quick. Uh, after Gail... I'm sorry. After Sam and Tara have their little punch moment with Gail and she kind of chases him down, she says, I spoke to Sydney and I think Tara, no, I think Tara was like, she's not coming here, is she? And Gail was like, no, she took Mark and the kids somewhere and they're going to be safe. And I was like, you know what? Fuck yes. She, She literally said she deserves to have her happy ending. And honestly, period. What would Sydney have done in this movie? There was no reason for Sydney to be involved. It's it much better than she wasn't. Let her le- live her happy life that she deserves after five movies and 25 years of being targeted by oh Ghostface. Yeah, she probably has at least three guns in her person at all times. I am over Sydney and, and Scream. It's done. We, 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 it's going gonna, it's gonna to literally retroactively hurt her character if they keep bringing her back because her story is done. I'm, I, I don't need more Sydney. We're done. Maybe another chance to bring her back. And, the, and she could always come back. So, oh, you know. Yeah. It's gonna be, they're going to have the re-requel. Like, right, like, right, where she's like a grandma and everything. One of her children is going to be killer. It totally could be. They're leaving it open. And, you know, that's a different story. That's 10 years down the line. We'll worry about that in 10 years. But right now, in this in this current radio silence era of Scream, we do not need uh, Sydney right now. If, 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 I did like it that she wasn't there. Yeah, she didn't need to be here. The, the minimal amount of Gale we had, I was like, okay. Yep. More than this would have been, eh. Yep. Uh, so that was that was cute that they established Sydney. And I think I think there was like one or two other mentions to Sydney, too. Oh, it was when Gail was on the phone, but we, we'll get to Gail's moment. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they uh, they just they talk about the bodies and everything. And then what happens after that? Oh, that's when they go to the shrine. That's when, because, yeah, yeah, Gail shows up. Kirby's also there because I remember Kirby's right outside uh, of the of the crime scene and then gail shows up and that's when she's like kirby and uh kirby's like hi gail and so interesting that they knew each other because in uh scream 4 they actually don't share any scenes together but also that isn't to say that they didn't encounter each other you know a lot of bonding in the hospital as they're both recovering could have yeah definitely and then yeah then then they have a cute little moment about like oh my god how'd you know about the shrine she's like it's called uh, journalism uh, yeah investigative journalism for a reason honey well, yeah 
Gail, Gail was mothering in this oh. movie. What did she said something? And I don't even remember what it was, but I was like, oh, look at her mothering right now. Like, yes. Uh, and so they go to the shrine, which Gail knows about because she did her investigating journalism. It's like in Jason and Greg's name or yeah, whatever. Jason and Greg own the property. Yes. So they, two guys died, but guess. so they go to this little warehouse, movie theater, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it was, this is a moment where I think the internet maybe we like over invented hype because the shrine honestly was as straightforward as it looks like it was literally just a shrine of all the past ghost faces and these people wanted to like finish the movie so they were collectors that's literally all it was yeah like there was glass cases that had like the original knife used by this person yeah oh the box used by this person this movie honestly really was a love letter to the entire franchise. Yeah, especially they did every single sequel justice. Yeah, when they were in the FBI area too, Kirby had the whole like... Uh, Loved that. Oh my God, I was eating like, that was, shit yeah. up. She's like nine kills and then she's all like, oh, this one right here is only one killer. That's weird. Yeah. Which, the way she was talking about it, it was really good. And like even with all the references they pulled and everything, like they just really did this whole franchise justice. And I am very happy with that because that makes me think Scream 7 is going to be... But- a bow. They yeah, they tied it up. They they at the end of this one was such a nice little like mm-hmm. like bow. Like it seemed like this was the end. But obviously they can do more. Yeah. Um but yeah, so like if they ended it here, I wouldn't complain. I wouldn't complain, but also it's like I don't know. I don't I don't know where they're gonna go from here. Mexico face is gonna fucking blow up them all. Yeah, they are gonna have to keep topping themselves. Because I mean they they talked about that in the Yeah. The and they're aware of it. They're aware of it, yeah. It's a franchise now. 